0: all right what's up everyone my name is justin odisho welcome back to another episode of my podcast today on the show we have the man behind hits such as the new peter mckinnon gear doesn't matter and content creator anthem and hotline bling oh wait no that wasn't you but we have sam newton on the show who is a travel videographer rapper content extraordinaire sam welcome to the show
1: thank you for having me and thank you for that introduction uh and i did in fact write most of you know back in the day when drake had that huge controversy that he had a ghostwriter that was you it was me it it always has been
0: i figured um so yeah i ran into your well i, I kind of met you on clubhouse which is strange like, like said, <laughs> the t- it almost sounds
1: dirty <laughs> 2021 I the, thing i met you at the club
0: True. I met you on Clubhouse and I was like, I, I, I think I had seen your cameraman video like or one of them a while ago. Did Was it posted on Worldstar or something? <laughs>
1: if it or was, maybe, I would have. It was on a few like Reddit threads. I know. And I don't know. I My only Internet is YouTube and Instagram. So everything beyond that, like Twitter verse when shit gets shared, I have no idea. And people just tell me and I'm like, cool.
0: Yeah. Like, I think I had randomly seen that, but I was like, oh, it's like one of those cool one-off parodies. But then on Clubhouse, I checked out more and I was like, this guy's channel is, is really funny and also good. <laughs> so, but why don't you give yourself an introduction? Because there's all these words like YouTuber, yeah. travel, videographer, but like, what do you tell people?
1: Um, I like videographer, uh, travel videographer is what my initial, I guess, uh, title would be, but you know, in a global pandemic, that really, it's easy to call yourself a travel videographer when I haven't left America in eighteen months. So, uh, videographer, I guess I, I'm not too into titles and the gatekeeping of who is and who isn't a filmmaker. I think it all gets a little bit uh, redundant and stupid. But uh, yeah, I would say a videographer. Uh, who has taken my years from traveling and creating tr- cinematic travel content into the world of YouTube. And uh, since then, just kind of experimenting with different uh, styles of YouTube videos and uh, mostly in the filmmaking photography community. And yeah, it's been a, a, a fun process so far. So I would say it's kind of hard to... Explain what I do and most people just have to go to my youtube channel and, and watch some videos to get an idea of kind of how All over the place my brand is
0: Yeah, I would definitely recommend anyone just like go watch some of those music videos. You'll get sucked <laughs> in but I mean Also, you're probably still trying to figure out What you're doing exactly because it seems like you just started going full-time on YouTube by the way You're, you're about to cross a hundred thousand subscribers. Congratulations on that and so so like you're just kind of deciding to go full-time but what have you been doing for the past couple years as a video creator yeah to survive out here when i
1: when i graduated uh college back in 2016 um i had already kind of established myself in my video business uh, in college and so i was like well if i'm gonna get a job, I might as well try working for myself for a year. I had the privilege and the the safety of being able to live with my parents if I needed to, uh, which is, it was a big opportunity for me to just kind of be like, well, if I fail, I'm still just in back in my hometown, Um, which, you know, was a cool opportunity. And I, I tried to not have too much ego. So where I, you know, a lot of people are like, I can't move back in. I'm not gonna, and they need to take the first job. And I was like, well, I'm gonna try. Doing videography, more specifically travel videography, uh, because that was like at the time where beautiful destinations and the Sam Colders of the world were starting to take over, and I was like, "That's sick! I want to do that." Uh, and I didn't really have much direction, I guess, um, but I knew I wanted to travel and I wanted to make videos. So I had a wedding company, uh, company heavy air quotes. It was just, yeah. uh, but <laughs> I I shot weddings. And I would make money and then I'd go travel. And then while I would travel, I would uh, build up kind of like a travel portfolio. And then after a year and a half or so of traveling pretty consistently, actually, um, you know, when you're 22 and you're just living out of hostels in Southeast Asia, all you really need is like $5,000 to be gone for four or five months. Uh, And so that's what I did. And I met my business partner and my now business partner, Luke Jackson-Clark. Watch Luke on Instagram in a hostel in Thailand. And we kind of connected about, we had a bunch of mutual interests and he was in the photo travel community and I was trying to get in the video world. And we were like, hey, what if we combined our portfolios and kind of created a a production company, if you will, around this specifically in the travel industry. Uh, And that was our idea and we kind of ran with it and we started Move to Create, which is our uh, travel uh, digital media company, and we then just kind of built our portfolio and traveled the world for about uh, three and a half years. And uh, so my my whole focus was adventure-based content, travel content for brands. And uh, we went all over the world, worked with clients like Shangri La, Eddie Hat Airways, uh, Omega watches, some really really cool projects. Uh, and then the world was like, nah. <laughs> Fuck oh, that. Can I cuss? Am I allowed to cuss? Yeah, you can cuss. I always got to ask because it's always weird. But this the show like... is, is yet to be sponsored
0: <laughs> or anything. so
1: Even if it is sponsored, just tell the sponsors. There's going to be a couple fuck F-bombs drizzling there and you just have to deal with it. Uh, but well, that uh, was... yeah, that that was, you know, and then, then the pandemic rolled around and I was like, shit, this, this sucks. I can't travel anymore. That was like my entire identity was the guy who, who traveled and, and created content on the road. Um, and uh, I kind of had this little identity crisis, and I knew that travel wasn't opening up anytime soon. So I was like, well, might as well take that same approach I did to travel content three years, four years ago when I really dove into it and take that same approach to YouTube and be like, yo, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it well and I'm going to do it all in. And, uh, I think at the time when the pandemic started i had like twenty-seven thousand subscribers so i also i had a decent base um but then i was like all right let's go full time and then now uh 10 months later I'm almost hitting 100k so it's it's been pretty good
0: yeah and uh i'm sure i'm not the first person to have commented or told you but yeah you definitely um have a unique channel and i think <laughs> are bringing something because uh, well, I, I go through your comments on, well, I was stalking you for the past 24 hours before this and I'm going through your comments. So, you know, there's like every big YouTube channel is like, yeah, bro, this is sick. You're going to go far and all this stuff. I'm sure. Sh- How does that feel?
1: Uh, it's good. I mean, obviously it's <laughs> always nice when people praise you. I'm not going to lie about that. But yeah. for me, my, where I take the most pride is the beginning of what you just said. It's like, it's a very unique channel. And I think, my I don't know people just do everything the same nowadays and it fucking gets to me so much and I think that's what kind of got me into the travel industry to begin with uh and how my very first video was my year 2018 and it essentially uh I saw all these people making my year videos after Sam Colder and they were doing so so well on YouTube and I was (coughs) like these aren't that good they're just all copy paste the same thing And I wanted those views, but I didn't want to do the same thing. And I was like, this sucks. I was like, how can I be creative? And so I essentially made a video shitting on it all, making fun of everything. Uh, and that blew up and did really, really well. And that was the first time I ever thought, well, like I, I can notice what everyone's doing and find ways to do the same thing, but much much differently so like figure out what direction everyone's going and then turn around and walk the opposite direction and it's worked really really well and and helped my channel stand out and taking that humor side to approach where it's a very like if you watch my videos they're very self-aware and very i like to think i somewhat call out a lot of the the bullshit of cliches in the industry and uh, i take a lot of pride in that and take a lot of pride in people watching my videos and seeing that that there is effort put into every single one, and it's not just a top five reasons. You should switch to Sony. Uh yeah. Not that and there's any issue with that, but for me, I want all of my videos and all of my channels to be genuinely unique, and I want everybody to feel something real when they leave it, whether it's laughing like crazy or, you know, if it's a more emotional cinematic piece, I want them to be genuinely inspired. I want people to just feel something in a world where you're just scrolling mindlessly through your feed. When you stop and you see a Sam Newton video, I want you to be like, Oh shit, Sam's my boy. This guy always comes out with cool stuff, original stuff. I want to watch it. And to me, I take a lot of pride in that.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I'm I'm looking at that video now. It's almost got a million views. Uh, My year, 2018 cliche travel video. And honestly, it's true. Like, I think my channel, I mean, I was around during all this too. My channel was coming up around that era and every time I would get a comment and be like, how does Sam Kohler do this? How does Sam Kohler do that? And, um, like, you know, I think us on the more dry contents, like I would consider my channel a lot more dry. (laughs) Like we admire a channel like yours because we're like kind of in the nine, the grind of it, the nine to five of it, like the, the five reasons why you should switch to Sony. And there does need to be someone, um, saying like, Hey, everyone likes to film their hands and like do backflips and have, and a six-pack abs. Do you think it is is fate that your name's Sam as well?
1: Yeah, and uh, all I'm saying is no one's ever seen Sam Colder and me in the same room at the same time. So I'm not going to say we're the same person, but a lot of people are saying it.
0: True, true. It, do you have you seen this other Sam Newton music? What's your take on him? <laughs> yeah,
1: okay. <laughs> I don't know how to fucking figure that out. Um, when you search up Sam Newton on YouTube, it so like how the distribution works. You go through this this website called DistroKid and you sign up, and essentially they're a one stop platform. They distribute your music to every platform, right? You you sign up, you you upload your music, and it goes to Spotify, Apple Music, yada yada yada, uh, and you have to create your own accounts for those, and DistroKid will then create your own account under your name, which in mine is just self named sam newton Uh, but there was also a guy named sam newton and for some reason on all the other platforms it like started my own but youtube music just didn't recognize it and it just merged in with this guy's stuff and i feel i feel terrible because this guy's got like acoustic folk like he's very genuine with his music and then here comes some dude who's rapping about nikon's in a turtleneck Uh, just showing up on his playlist on youtube and i'm like shit i feel really bad and uh i should put a little bit more effort on figuring out how to switch that but well you guys I, should collab
0: yeah. have you reached out
1: <laughs> i've not reached out he hasn't reached out uh there's a lot of sam newtons in the world actually i tried to get the instagram handle at sam newton but that guy won't budge
0: true um but yeah you're, you're sam newton media on on Instagram right so that's like now you had to move to create with your buddy and now Sam Newton Media is kind of like your own thing where you do your YouTube and work with brands and whatnot
1: yeah exactly that would be the technical on on my taxes my company <laughs> name but my second one but yeah it's I don't know it's uh just basically a, a, I am my brand and my name is is that on YouTube and so uh, I take a lot of pride in Everything I attach my name to and I I want people to have that refreshing feeling uh, when they see my name and be like, okay, I trust Sam won't, uh, I don't know, fall into the trap of YouTube. And I'm really, really trying to. And it's harder now now that I'm getting bigger and, you know, you get hit up by Skillshare and Squarespace a thousand times. And And here here you are doing a podcast. (laughs) Sponsored by Squarespace. Uh, No, but I... You know, you get hit up by all these people that want to advertise on your channel. And uh, and I try my best to like right now, I've only ever had two sponsors on my channel. And I try my best to have that kind of authentic connection with my audience. And I hope that they appreciate the fact that I've lost out on a lot of money because I don't want to pander to them too much, especially with things like Skillshare and Squarespace, which I haven't used. And Skillshare is something that I've even made fun of in that my year video like I, I say in the my year video, like I dropped out of college, I got two months free of Skillshare <laughs> and I learned to make sick ass travel videos or something like that. And the amount of DMs I get of people have been like, so you really do think Skillshare is where, and I, it was like so ironic to me. And I was like, that's obviously a joke, right? That I just got the two months free of Skillshare. And then I learned everything I needed to know to go travel the world. I thought people would get it. Nope. Uh. So I, unironically made a phenomenal ad for Skillshare in that video because at the time in like 2017 that was like peak every Instagrammer was like first 500 people get two months free and it's like 500 fucking people aren't swiping up on your story to get Skillshare right now <laughs> Oh, that number to me was always kind of cocky on Skillshare's end I'm like stop that Skillshare but uh, yeah that was like the peak of like everyone doing those Instagram stories and I was in the colder beautiful destinations niche, I guess. Um, and so I had probably like 10,000 followers on Instagram and 400 subscribers on YouTube when I posted that video. So I really just thought it was going to be for my little tiny niche, tiny community and nobody else would see it. But then the algorithm picked it up. And, uh, as I'm sure, you know, when algorithms picks up the videos, it, you know, good things come, but also just the most random people show up and they don't get the joke and it, it doesn't hit and that's when the the kind of ironic like half the people understand the joke and half the people don't come into yeah. play
0: yeah is this whole thing just one very clever ad for skillshare nobody will ever know this whole <laughs> episode but uh, <laughs> uh i did want to so that while we're on that subject though as a as a creator going full-time um you know on kind of right at that 100k Submark, um not raking in like, you know, millions and millions of views and getting ad rev like is how have you set up your like monetization business side to be able to do this as a living and survive and not be on rice and beans? Well, yeah, so my <laughs> well,
1: I might be on rice and beans. You never know. That might be my secret. Uh no, so Like I said, I I ran my travel production company for about three and a half years, working with some pretty big, big brands. And it started out just working with hostels and getting paid $500 per video. And then it slowly made its way into actually some decent, decent sized budgets. And I kind of turned myself into a salesman at that point in time. And uh, not only do I take a lot of pride in like my ability to come up with creative concepts, but I, I, I like to think I've In those years I've really kind of molded myself into a good business person too I'm good at speaking I'm good at kind of selling myself and the first client I ever had uh, like big client was Vincero watches and I was lucky enough to kind of always stick with them and they always kind of they're like my friends that I got in when there was four people working for them and now there's like a 20 person company much bigger and I got in at an early time. We've made videos together for about four years, but that kind of relationship element is something I learned from them where I don't want to monetize my channel in a thousand different directions with a thousand different companies, then none of them really know me. Um, I'd rather do it with three or four companies that really know me and I can have this conversation Uh, face-to-face with every... like, I have a contact with that company and I can hop on a call and be like, yo, I have this crazy idea. And my ability to do that has then kind of translated into me being able to pull bigger budgets for everything, right? If you don't have any kind of connection, if you don't have any friendship with any of these... These companies, they might just see you as a number on a screen and be like, oh, you have this amount of subscribers. Why would we pay you this amount of money? As opposed to what I've done is I've developed a real genuine relationship with all of my sponsors and all of my contacts within the sponsors. And I think that's where people don't really kind of connect the dots they think oh you have a client and they see the client as a company but really in reality it's just a person right and you want to you might have one or two people that make the decisions but as long as you're really in on their good side and you're a friend with them and you can hop on the call and be like nancy how are the kids you're looking good today uh let's have you know and and not just address it as like a an email where it's like typed out with commas and and it just give me something a little less formal when you build those relationships with companies, they're able to have a little more trust in you. And I think Artlist was my first sponsor when I had about 10,000 subscribers. And they were looking – I was very lucky on this end. They were looking for up-and-coming YouTubers that they can, like, grab onto early and invest in. And I think they were they're only looking for a handful, like five or so. Uh, And I they had told me about it and they'd reached out and I had told them and this is right after my my year video came out So I had two or three videos uh, and I was like, hey I'm definitely someone you're gonna want to be a part of this Uh, I kind of gave them a game plan of of what I wanted to do with my channel and and I think when they hopped on a call with me They were like wow This guy actually has a good head on his shoulders and is a little bit more than just some dude trying to create sick-ass videos Um, and that ability to to connect with my clients uh, has allowed me to then not have too many sponsors. But when I do have a sponsor, they probably pay me more than the average person with the same amount of views and subscribers.
0: Yeah. I think you bring up a really good point of like, you know, focusing on the relationship side of it, like actually (laughs) providing some value to the other company and the way you integrate them is really useful. But I, I bring all that up just because, um, for anyone else, that's out there just starting, you know, ad revenue is probably not going to be the main thing. And these are all just different ideas to think about. And I think the way that you're doing it is uh, focused and mm, effi- uh, effective or efficient. Um, but I want to... Okay, so I, I want to kind of switch gears here a little bit. Yeah. The first video on your channel is actually nine years ago it's it's vote for us. Oh, i but. just
1: uh, i just made that public i, I figure maybe, maybe
0: you did it for me i don't know but um okay so you've been making videos but you've been rapping and making music for a long time is there like a serious do you have like a serious catalog of music anywhere and like you definitely have more rapping skills than just because you wanted to make a joke like there's more to it no
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I would like to think how I describe it is uh, I I think I'm better than 99% of all of those dudes, you know, that are still living at home trying to make it as a real rapper. And that's the kind of fun aspect where I can just kind of joke around and it does really well. And that has come with time where I think I started back in high school, smoking weed and cars and freestyling with my friends uh, and kind of realized that I was good. But yeah, it did just, you actually have
0: a 4.0 like it said in the song? I did have a 4.0. Okay, yes, okay. I did. Smart man.
1: I, I'm not I'm not here to lie to the people. Um, <laughs> but, the, but
0: Carry on. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I interrupted. Uh,
1: you. No, you're good. Um, yeah, uh, we just started rapping and rapping was something I had a lot of fun with, but then I started, I think, getting a little self-conscious about. Um, the more people would see it, the more, you know... I, Obviously, it's not always love and not always, like, this guy's great. Some people have other things to say, and I think I didn't really like that too much. And then finally, about a year and a half ago, I kind of really started to know who I was as a person and wasn't nearly as self-conscious about everything. Uh, And so I was like, I enjoyed making music back in high school. I'm going to give this a try again. And I did, and it's done really, really well. And um, that's kind of a priority for me where I'm just enjoying it, having fun. If it ever got to a point where... I wasn't anymore, then I would stop. And that's the beauty of YouTube, right? Is I'm able to do whatever I want and take my channel whichever direction I want. And the people that subscribe to me for a long time understand that I take it in a bunch of different ways. But I think that's part of the reason people enjoy it is because it's not just, you don't know what you're getting. Um, and I love that. It might not be the best for the algorithm and sharing and the algorithm loves when all your videos are the same and the same length and people can just binge watch all of them at once and know what they're gonna get. But I kinda like keeping people on their toes and uh rapping's just one thing that uh I just kinda did and then now I'm luckily luckily have a producer in Canada, Mark Nine, and he's so fucking good at what he does. And I do not like so many real legitimate rappers would find this guy and want to pay him a lot of money, but I've kind of given him my elevator pitch on where i'm going long term and where my brand's going long term and he's in it for the long haul so i'm excited for the the other projects that we're going to have coming up because his beats are stupid. yeah i was gonna it, say it, like where do you yeah. get your
0: beats because they they're good beats and the production is good and even like obviously the video production like these are real good music videos with good beats it's just like kind of a <laughs> yeah,
1: I... the first two were from my buddy adrian gamboa and then the everything from here on out it's going to be with uh, my buddy mark nine uh, Marco, and he's dude, he's so good, and he like properly mixes and masters, and he just makes it sound like a real ass song, and to me, that makes it so much funnier. Uh, like I'm, I'm... Every element involved, the music video, the song, just when it's that high quality, and you're like, this is so stupid. He went, he spent probably $5,000 of his own money to make this music video happen, <laughs> and put all this production into it, just to make one joke land. Like, to me, that's the best i love that
0: yeah uh well have you i don't know if don't take offense to this because I, I actually love this guy but like it kind of reminds me of little dicky no yeah,
1: Do you that's, like not, that's not an offensive statement whatsoever like he's I'd a great rapper <laughs> yeah i mean little dicky has hundreds of millions of streams and hangs out with leonardo dicaprio and every big rapper in the industry he's made music with and he's made a song with Chris Brown. So I wouldn't say that that's really much of an insult to be compared to him. But yeah, I do like the little dickie has taken his brand in like a, a direction where it's like, obviously he started as a joke, but he can make real serious music, which I, I appreciate. And, uh, I think I like that better than being compared to Macklemore. I don't think I really like Macklemore's music as much as, uh, but that, that kind of, uh, Funny music that's also you Clever. stop and you're like, Yeah, and you're just like, Damn, this is actually something I would listen to. This is actually pretty, pretty fucking good, and I really, really like that. And I uh love that element of like surprise. I don't know, do you know Cody Co? Yeah, yeah, Cody yeah. Co and yeah, then so they Tiny have that and Noel Miller, yeah, they have that uh, rap group, yeah. So they have Tiny Meat Gang, and that's probably my epitome of just like they make like. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. I mean, their their name is Tiny Meat Gang, and all of their songs are dumb as fuck, but they're good, and they're really good, and that takes the joke one step further when the production value, and and that's kind of my, I guess, goal with music in general, is to have that audience that, that knows that it might be a joke the whole time, but also knows that I'm never going to half-ass a song, and it's going to be something that they're going to want to click on and listen to
0: yeah i'm looking at these tiny meat gang um videos is crazy they have they're like legitimate hits you know they got 19 million views dude they've, they're they uh, signed, signed by, by a record views. label
1: i think they have like over 150 million streams on spotify they've made songs with black bear like that's all from youtube too yeah and which is crazy because
0: it's probably more views than like much of their regular content has ever gotten
1: yeah or or like more more streams from like youtube music than a lot of like quote-unquote real rappers out there and so it's just cool to see how many different avenues you can take it um but yeah i wouldn't say i'd ever really make too much like real music and in the hip-hop world i this is something that i just kind of find fun and lighthearted, and nothing i want to take too seriously so
0: yeah well i mean it's uh there's something about music. Like, I don't know if you are around for the whole rice gum era. Mm-hmm. Were you around for that?
1: But yeah, I, was, I mean, you're alive, was, I I was, like, I mean, you alive on the good, story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't <laughs> but, I follow it too closely, but I know who he is.
0: I mean, uh, well, because the, you have the, the Peter, the new Peter McKinnon song, which is like, it kind of is reminds, well, I don't know. It's been so long since I remember this. Cause I think rice no, I, was listening, dissing like eight year old kids. but um but it's it is like it seems what i'm saying is like it's a formula that has worked very well before and it still seems to be working and i guess talk about um so like you called out peter mckinnon so to speak and like in a funny way and uh, he actually saw the video and like made a whole video response to it what was that like
1: yeah so like you said the I guess, diss track. I hate the word diss track because it's very cringy, but it's more uh, like
0: paying respects.
1: Yeah. That whole, I mean, that whole diss track, like you said, the rice gum, Jake Paul, they all did it and where they would just talk shit back and forth and it would do really well for the channels. But that was like, in a sense, almost serious. And the music was really bad. Right. And that's what made them get so many views because there was so bad. And every commentary channel on YouTube would want to make, this is so bad. And then that just fed in, fed the beast and is hilariously ironic. But, uh, yeah, mine, I, I knew I obviously don't hate Peter. And uh, I'm not – I would like to think my channel doesn't fall into that category of Jake Paul and Ricegum. And I like to think there's a little bit more thought. And my audience is a little bit more – a little older and more mature. <laughs> so I was like, hey, how can I – this was right after I decided to go full-time into YouTube. I want to take kind of a more strategic ap- approach all of my following was from Instagram and the Instagram world and community. And I was like, well, how can I kind of, you know, get a little bit more of a following of people that do spend their time on YouTube as opposed to just on Instagram and then come to YouTube from my channel. And I was like, well, I got to get some of the audience that already watches YouTube. And so I had this idea, uh, or maybe I would, uh, I, like, listed out all of my, like, all of the YouTubers in the space. You, you were on the list. I want to let you know that from the original. Appreciate And what it. I was going to do was going to do – I don't want to uh, be on the hit list. <laughs> well, no. So, it wasn't – so, like, the original concept, right, I had, like, 50 creators, and I was going to do, like, a rap where I just did, like, this freestyle almost on uh, every single create, and, like, would somehow cleverly introduce every name. And I would just do it like a regular rap and then somehow introduce names. Uh, And then I was like, that's good, but I don't think it's going to get any further than just my community. And I was like, what's something I can do one step further? And so I was like, well, what if I made this kind of self-aware, ironic diss track against Peter McKinnon uh, where uh, I can intro it in a way that it's not a real diss track? Uh, which is where I came up with the idea of like me at the beginning talking to myself about, Hey, we should, we should do this, which is did two things. It, it kind of set the viewer up for what was about to happen, but also set them up for the fact that it wasn't real. It was all a joke. Um, and then, yeah, I came up with that idea and I knew like, if we we're going to kind of call out, so to speak, the biggest dude in the, the, photo video youtube world i had to do it in a way that was big um and so i pitched cuts clothing um kind of the idea and this kind of falls back into the space of like getting paid more than i should have because i just had a big idea and i'm like yo this is what it was i told them how much it would cost and uh, all of the money they paid me for the video, I just immediately went straight back into renting a big ass. Where, like, that throne in the video was $400 just to rent for <laughs> oh two hours um, because it was peak uh, Christmas season and Where everybody do you find wanted throne rentals. Well, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> that's a funny story in and of itself. Uh, I just looked up because I knew I wanted to throw and I looked it up in San Diego and I found this dude. He's like in uh, like far east San Diego, like way out there. Uh, and he ran his company and like in his house and it, uh, like I show up and there's like bounce houses in his front yard and his kids are playing and I was like, okay, this is kind of weird, but whatever works, uh, I show up nicest guy ever, uh, great experience, but I just found him on Yelp and he was like the 15th person on Yelp. And, uh, he just had these Thrones advertised, but it was in the middle of the Christmas season. <laughs> so everybody wanted this big red throne for their santa events so he was upcharging charging it and i was like damn it and there were other color thrones blue whatever and i'm like i could color key it maybe and i was like no i'm just gonna get red make my life easy uh and so i spent 400 dollars on this red throne but yeah I, I put all the budget into it and i was like i knew if i was gonna call out peter i had to do it in a way that was gonna get his attention and uh I knew at the very least with all of this effort that was going in, that he would acknowledge it, right? He would say something in some platform somehow, some way. Uh, and I think that was kind of the end goal was just to kind of get his attention and have him maybe share it on his Instagram story be like, this was funny. Get a get a good laugh out of it. Um, and then obviously what happened was Peter then made a full reaction video, 10 minutes long on his channel, uh, to the video itself. And it, I don't think I could have ever asked for a better endorsement because Peter is a, a legend and I have talked to him since and just a really really good guy and he obviously saw it for what it was just a very obvious joke then in, in good faith and uh, he he made that reaction video and not only did he react to it he just like shouted me out in the most like genuine authentic way and I got a, uh, about 35,000 subscribers in a week and a half, and I was like, "Damn, that's pretty cool." So it was a fun experience overall. Uh, people are always asking me who's next, and I'm like, "I'm probably going <laughs> to cap the brakes on just." I don't want to seem like I'm just social climbing and just going from yeah. one person. But yeah, it was just a clever idea that I had. I had no idea what was going to how was going to all unfold, but it's definitely kind of a life changing uh thing, you know, leap of faith that I took in myself, and it worked.
0: Yeah, how does it feel to just get like thirty thousand subscribers and almost I don't know if it's overnight or cocaine
1: drugs whatever drugs feel like that's what it felt like there was a whole week where I was just like yes it was the most dopamine that's ever been released in my mind at one <laughs> one time and it's almost like not like obviously it's amazing and I'm very grateful for that experience but it's almost bad for you in the way that like once it was done I was like so that's it <laughs> What that like, and I was almost craving it back. And I always want to remind myself, like, why I do it. And I understand now that thirty five percent of my following is now from Peter. And so, like, a lot of those people don't necessarily get me or my humor and don't know who I am too well. Uh, A lot, I have a lot more tripod dads following me for sure. Uh, And it's just understanding that and still being able to make the content that I really want to make which would be the cinematic travel stuff on top of the funny because the funny stuff does really well for my channel and I know that but I have to kind of stay true to myself I guess as an artist and and not just chase that next dopamine hit um, and I'm still going to make ridiculous funny videos and I know they're going to do well because they just do for my channel but the biggest thing for me is that I'm always kind of grounding myself and not only reminding myself but reminding the people that subscribe to me that I still want to make videos that are, you know, they might be slower. and In some people's mind, they might be boring compared to those fast, like, ha-ha, Peter McKinnon, poo-poo, pee-pee, this is funny. <laughs> uh, they might. I Some of my videos are just slower, cinematic, and I really love those kind of videos. I don't know if you know who Tim Kellner is, Tim to the Wild.
0: Uh, I've, I've heard his name, yeah.
1: God, he's so good. He just makes... Videos that are just so simple, but they're just something about them, that they're so beautifully made, and I watch him religiously, and I love what he does, and uh, it that's the kind of stuff that I really want to continue to push out where it's just slow, simple, makes people feel something real, makes people inspired to get up and go outside, uh, and that would be the more serious side to – the turtleneck wearing wrapping side of me that everyone sees shared so much.
0: Yeah. I think just like what you were saying earlier, like you don't want to fall into that same cliche that you originally started making fun of to the point where there's no <laughs> sincerity under the humor and like you be kind of become like a parody of yourself. So I think, you yeah, keep- keeping a good balance and it. people
1: liked it at first when i started because i was like this little guy calling out the big dogs and then now that i have a, a following and now that i wouldn't call myself one of the big dogs but now that i have a, a solid base it's like i have to be able to adapt and that's again what cody co and Noel miller they've done so well they have such a real cool community of people that follow them and they've gotten really big but they've stayed like their, their style of content has stayed the same and it's really cool
0: okay cool um I wanted to there's a couple last questions that I wanted to get to. Like for example, we haven't even touched on this uh when we did, but you've been to thirty countries, right? <laughs> I have. Uh, what are some of your favorite cu- countries that you've traveled to? Um and top five country recommendations.
1: Oh shit. No, you
0: don't you don't you don't even have to do that? Yeah, but this like is what horrible. are some when when yeah. we all when the pandemic is all days pass like i definitely want to get out there i've I've been to japan that was really fun and cool and but i haven't been much else like where would sam recommend
1: yeah it depends on what you're looking for uh and like i said i've i've been to about 36 or 37 countries now uh and did basically three and a half years nonstop, where it would be like seven months eight months on and then four months back at home uh or back in my apartment in san diego and so it was a lot. It was a grind, but I definitely got to see a lot of amazing places. And I'm, I'm glad, obviously now I'm glad I did that when I, when I did, because a lot of people always push it back and they say, I'll travel when I'm retired. And then they never do. And they never did. And then the pandemic hits and they're like, shit, we should have taken that gap year after college or whatever. But top five, again, this is very much depending on what you like and what, what people like and, and, also, budget because I'm very i'm a single dude I don't have kids I don't have a girlfriend i i can travel. ladies i can be single like, that's <laughs> that's my plug really uh for all of those beautiful single women listening to the not nineteen
0: percent female demographic it, it adds
1: up. <laughs> Um, no, but it, it really depends on what you're looking for and I can travel very like backpackery, I guess, meaning like I can be adaptive and stay in really crappy hostels and, uh, I'm not as bothered as that by a lot of people, but, uh, the two places that always immediately come to mind are Vietnam and Iceland. Um, they both hold like very special places in my heart in terms of just like, They're both very outdoorsy. Uh, I'm not much of a, like, city traveler. Hong Kong would be the only city in the world that I think I've been to that I was, like, actually, like, holy shit, this is insane. Every other city, I think, even, like, the crazier ones in the Philippines and Vietnam, like, they're wild and they're a lot of fun, but they're still something I wanted to, like, get out of and go explore. Um, But, yeah, Vietnam is so cheap and the people kind of let you do you as opposed to a lot of cheaper countries that you travel to they see they see you with your camera and they're like oh traveler let's let's like try to get money from them or you know a lot of people are watching you in vietnam it's it's this weird experience that you're just like walking through the streets and no one cares everyone's going about their life and it's this weird and like it's vietnam's so hectic and crazy and there's no rules and yet everything operates and works together and seems to work and to me that's like insanely cool to see uh i've heard india is very similar i've never been to india though half of my following begs me to come i was gonna say how (laughs) are you a real travel videographer i know um, in india (laughs) i know shout out to Uh, india i i give a lot of my success to people from india Uh, my indian followers are like some of the most dedicated subscribers that i have um but yeah i've never been to india and i've heard it's very similar in that like it's just chaotic, but it all somehow works together, and uh, you it might not feel as, like, put together as traveling through Australia, but that's kind of part of the reason why you go, I guess. So Vietnam, I want to go back and, and just do a, a motorbike trip from the south to the north. Um, I've always wanted to do that. Uh, Iceland is another one of those things where it's just every turn, and Iceland's much different than Vietnam in that you – Vietnam, you can get away with spending legitimately $10 a day and be fine and live like good. Uh, Iceland, you're spending $10 on gas every five miles. Um, so it's just kind of what you have. But Iceland's another one of those places where you just every turn, we did the whole um, – is it Ring Road? Golden. There's the, basically the road that goes all the way around Iceland, and we took two weeks in a – camper van and and did that and god it was amazing we saw the northern lights like four times uh and it was just one of those experiences where every every pull out you're in this different area under this different waterfall and uh i've been to iceland three times now and i'm excited to get back for the fourth because god it's just so so amazing and those would be my top ones and then close, i really just love asia in general southeast asia everything about it uh japan isn't southeast but uh japan like you said is amazing philippines indonesia the people are so so cool and genuine and thailand and i love that kind of you know it's tropical but it's out there so that would be my my favorite spots and then kenya was also up there for me so yeah it's just awesome one of those I'm, I'm gonna go to
0: iceland one day because yeah of you.
1: It's all subjective, too. It's all based off what you want. And it's also based off your experience, too, which a lot of people I don't think take in as much. Who you're traveling with. uh, who Like, dude, I've been in amazing places that have been ruined by, like, people that suck. That are, like, complaining about everything. And I'm like, come on. Like, let's have – and those are things that a lot of people don't don't take into account when they're traveling. Uh, And so a lot of times I just prefer traveling by myself because you can – link up with people you could just do what you want and then uh if you meet somebody meet up with somebody through instagram or something and they suck you can just be like yo actually i changed my plans i'm not (laughs) staying with you bye it's a lot easier to do that so
0: awesome well i've touched on a, a lot of i think basic general idea of who sam is but i think if you everyone who's listening to this if you haven't seen sam go check out his youtube channel click around a couple of the videos you'll start to see um just what exactly we're talking about here like the clever the funny content the sincere content and uh Sam thank you for coming on what do you here's your moment you've endured the torture what do you want everyone to do
1: knowledge read books
0: <laughs> true though 10x
1: true. 10x your business through my course that's all I'm going to end on uh my course is $5000 uh, I will give you 45 minutes of content and it will change your life. Uh, no, I'd say first and foremost, if you, I really, I, I'm a big podcast guy. I love listening to podcasts. And uh, if you've made it all the way to the end of this podcast episode of just listening to us talk, uh, you're the reason why I enjoy being a guest on podcasts. So thank you for listening to this in the first place. And uh, if you did make it all the way to the end, shoot me a DM at Sam Newton Media. I'll do my best to respond to all of them. Um, But yeah, that that's about it at Sam Newton media on YouTube and Instagram. Um, And just, just tag along for the fun. Let's not take ourselves or this industry too seriously as everybody wants to.
0: Yeah. I'll leave a link to all Sam's stuff. And uh, definitely I do love that when you, to see everyone who got to the very end, um, like DM us and, and let us know, like, Hey, just listen to to the end of that podcast. Blah, blah, blah. Here's what I thought. So uh, thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you guys in the next video.
1: Thanks for having me.